Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Burgers and Hummus with me, Hassan El-Hajj. This one is a special episode, so you know that I've been dealing with the concept and, and the topic of fatherhood and how it is to be a father um, and a, I am a new father, and what does it mean to be a good father? What does it mean to be a responsible father? And for me, this whole thing kind of hit really hit, hit me really hard um, because I've been I've been lately dealing between my goals, my health, and how all that intertwines into being a father. And only recently did it hit me how responsible I am to be the best version of myself for my children and me being me being selfish is actually being me me being selfless if i focus on myself how to become healthier how to become um financially free how to be emotionally healthy how to be you know mentally strong even though i'm focusing on myself it's actually going to be positive for my children uh, for my daughter and my future children as well as my wife and the rest of my family. So it is good to be selfish in this regard. And for me, health is one of my main topics and uh, one I've struggled with most of my life. And it's it's hard to talk about, but it's true. And um, and I'm actually going down this journey of how to become more healthy. And I'm, I'm tackling this um, through my digital who's channel, which I'll tag right now. And I'll be starting. I'm, po- I'm going to be begin to be posting um, my journey into becoming a healthier version of myself. And I'm going to be looking at different journeys on that channel. While this one is more about a podcast, more about exploring specific topics, talking to guests, that one's going to be just purely journey driven. I want to be looking at well at at my financial freedom journey. I want to be looking at you know emotional intelligence journey. I want to be looking at health and weight loss journey. So that's what's going to happen there. So all this kind of came together and I just happened to have um, began correspondence uh, with um, the founders of the fatherhood experience. So this is all very serendipitous and it was all very at the right time, right place. And I was looking for a guest to come on the podcast. I was looking on specific ones that would tackle the topic of fatherhood. And I came across a podcast called The Fatherhood Experience and I reached out and I, I started uh, talking back and forth with someone called Jason Priest, who's uh, the co-founder of the Fatherhood Experience. And that's what this podcast is about, is understanding what they've been working on and how they tackle different topics in fatherhood. We talk about how do we prepare kids for bullying? How do we teach, how, what, you know, what's, what's scary about social media for our children? We talk about a lot of topics and also get to understand what he's been working on um, in terms of the father experience, which is honestly a, a great initiative. He was also someone who was very overweight um, he lost the weight and he wants to benefit fathers positively through the core of health and fitness. And this podcast was honestly a great one. After after having this po- after you know this podcast, it really even pushed me even further. Talking to Jason was very motivating, was very inspirational. And after I spoke to him, he even did a, went and did a workout. So it was just awesome having him on. And I really do hope you enjoy this one. This one was very very special. A uh, very it touched very touched my heart in terms of the topics we discuss and it. And I'm sure you're going to see that in this podcast. I really do hope you enjoy. So if you do, make sure to let me know through feedback, commenting, drop me a like, a subscribe. Um, it'll be great to get that from you. And I really hope you enjoy this one. Onwards. Well, let's yeah, it, dude. I'm an open book, man. That's cool, man. I already started recording, man. I do, I do the intros on the side, so I wouldn't need to do a whole intro thing. All good. All good. 
all right cool man first of all appreciate your time bro uh I, i'm sure, sure um you know it's it's i'm sure like a lot of times especially when i reach out to guests especially when it's a new podcast most people don't want to because it's Dude. a new podcast so i appreciate your time man I am uh, I'm certainly not uh, picky, and if I can add value, I don't care if you have three subscribers or 33,000 <laughs> subscribers, dude. Uh, I'm all about value and having a good no, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thanks, yeah, man. No Just give you a heads up. So this is actually now – So this is actually like my third podcast. So I uh, did one, did one pre-COVID out of Dubai. Uh, did very, very well. Um, it got voted top 10 best podcast in Dubai like twice. And then it kind of went in a direction that I didn't want it to go, but kind of just like went that way. Um, okay. So I kind of decide I'm going to rebrand, rechange, and, and like shift. So that po podcast broke up into two podcasts, basically. One, which is this one, Burgers and Hummus, and the other one is Let's Take This Online, which is basically more about digital marketing, advertising, because I'm in that field. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so Makes that's kind of how it went. So so just, you know, trying to re rebuild basically from scratch, you know? Love it, dude. Yeah, we uh, our company went through a rebrand back yeah. in uh, the end of October, and we were the podcast, the the company name, everything changed. We used to be Dad Bod Health, and we had the Dad Bod Pod, um, and mm. now we're the Fatherhood Experience. And so, yeah, cool. Man. Uh, since we're going down, walk me through the whole uh, walk me through the whole Fatherhood Experience, the whole Dad Bod thing. Walk me through the history of it, just so I could get a yep. bit of a feel. No doubt. So, basically, man, I uh, I came from a pretty checkered background, and I won't go too deep there. Had a no you know. Grew up in a basically a single family home, right? Or a single parent right. home. My dad was involved in my life, uh, you know, but, but mostly through sports. Um, I okay. played soccer for 15 years and uh, was on four and five teams at a time, and that was my life, man. Like that was that was what I was supposed to do, right? I thought, you know, like my parents got me heavily involved in that early, at, like at four years old, five years old, and I played for for 15 years, and my dad That's was cool. very involved with soccer. But not much beyond that, right? Like, that was his drive for our relationship. And so, you know, my parents got a divorce early, and he would always live in the city that we lived. And so that worked out because he was still okay. part of the life, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. He wasn't in the house. I had a stepdad later on. And so, uh, long story short, I had a bit of a checkered past there. My dad and I probably had the best relationship now uh, that we ever have, um, you know, and it, and it took a That's lot cool to on. get to it. Yeah, it took a lot to get there, man. Like, yeah. I'll tell you. How old are you if I could ask just because there's a reason for my, my question? <laughs> yeah, I'm 42 now. 42, okay. Yeah, I'm 42. And I will tell you that, you know, a big part of a big part of us kind of reconciling our relationship and really getting to a point where he's thoroughly involved with my children and, um, you know, wants to be a part of their lives, uh, it, it took a lot to get there, like I said. And, and in order for me to get there, um, I'll tell you a big, a big part of me getting to a place where I wanted to repair the relationship was, was through meditation. And we can dive into that. I, I started All doing right. a six phase guided meditation. Are you familiar with uh, Vishen Lakhiani? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah? Okay. So like, he, he, he's my jam, dude. I like, I like yeah. his meditation. I like his voice. It's calming voice. Like it, it yeah. works for us. Right. And so a lot of our guys use it as well. And so um, through his six phase guided meditation, man, there's a, there's a phase in there that asks for forgiveness. And I, I just started thinking like, dude, I don't want to go my whole life and me be the one with the weight on my shoulders. And so mm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to repair this shit. I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to apologize, even though I, you know, and personally, I didn't know that I needed to yeah. do that. Um, but he wasn't going to do that, you know, and I wanted to make sure that that weight was off my shoulders, right? Yeah, so no, no. we can get more that, into that stuff, but yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a personal responsibility thing, man. And it was like with, with what we teach and, and, you know, the, the way that we help men get better, 
Um, I got to walk the walk and talk the talk. It's not, you know, I can't be telling you to, to, to live the way and I'm not living the way. Right. And so anyway, going back to the kind of the dad bod. So had the checkered pass, quite a bit of a drug history in my, in my teens and in high school as a raver, rave kid. I don't know if you know much about that. That was my scene, man. Uh, I was an ecstasy kid and, and that was what I did, but I knew that I started getting a, a little bit heavier into drugs than more of a recreational use thing. And uh, right around the right around right after high school, and I knew that I was headed down a dark path. And I was like, "Holy yeah. shit, I, I, I got to break this. This is not going to be. This is not who I am. I'm way too smart for this. I'm making really bad decisions, and I'm close to rock bottom. And this is it." Well, I get a call from from two dudes that I was that at the time I was using drugs with, and they call me yeah. over. And the one, the one commitment that I made to myself at that time was like, we're, we're very big. We teach our men about minimum standards, right? Like for me, I'll use an example. Like I'm a four day a week guy in the gym. All right. So I go to the gym four days a week. I will not allow myself to fall below three. The occasional week comes up that I might miss a day, but if I go below three, it weighs on my conscience heavily. Like it means something to me. It it eats at me because it's a non-negotiable priority in my life. Right. So we teach minimum standards and getting our guys to a place where, discipline takes over when you don't want to do something. I mean, discipline is doing the hard shit when you don't want to do the hard shit. Right. And yeah, so 100%. get them to a place where, where that's what they embrace. Right. But I had a minimum standard in terms of the drug use. I was like, dude, yeah. one thing that I'm never going to do is I will never put a needle in my arm. And I get a call from these two guys go over. And this was my rock bottom. I go over to the house, you know, I got three brand, brand new, fresh needles on the bed. And they're like, yeah. hey, man, we want to try something new. And I looked down, I was like, Nope, this is not for me. I left. I immediately let hop back in my my fast Mustang and got the hell out of there. And I went home and I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? It's time to clean up my life. It's time to change. I got to do something for me that's going to serve me. And I got fully entrenched in a community college. I was like, I'm going to carve this out. Um, kind of long story short. At this point. Yeah, this is like 2000 and yeah, I'm about 19, 20, uh, right around there. And I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta get my ass in gear here and I'm going to do something. So I started taking some prerequisite classes uh, at a community college and I met two dudes uh, who started talking about nursing school. And I'm like, eh, that sounds interesting. It's a two year deal. I can, mm-hmm. I know that I can make six figures once I'm done yeah. and I can go into the ICU and only have two patients. I don't need to work with eight patients at a time. I'm like, this is for me. This is my jam. So fast track, go into the ICU this time, man, I graduate. I go straight to the ICU at 23 years old. Like, I'm coming fresh out of the rave scene, and now I'm yeah. taking, pe- taking care of people who are literally on their deathbed, dude. It was a, a, a total shift in environment there. Right? Yeah, so like um, <clears throat> my wife and I got married. I was 25 years old, met my wife in the hospital. We were tw- I was 25, got married to her, uh, married my best friend, dude. And two months after that, my mom died at 49. Wow. Right? I was 25 that. at the time. My mom and I were very, very close, and my wife and my mom had started forming a really, really strong relationship. Like, they were going to be best buds, you could tell. Yeah. It was like the, the mother-in-law, mom, uh, and uh, wife kind of relationship deal, and they, yeah. they loved each other. So she dies two months after we get married, and my whole world flipped upside down, all right? Sure. I'm like, I went from riding high, we just bought our first house, just got married, wife was applying to pharmacy school. Like, future was bright for us. My wife yeah. is a pharmacist now. Future was bright, and then the rug got pulled out from under me. Yeah. Uh, deep, dark depression, went back to booze and fast food, took up golf as like a hobby to take my mind off shit. Yeah. And that's what I did. Get off my, my night shift of nursing, 12-hour shift, go straight to the golf course, drink, eat fast food, get drunk, play golf, wake up again, do it all again the next day. Yeah. 
before I knew it, I'm 60 pounds overweight, right? Mm. I got fat overnight, basically. And uh, that was, it was time to make another change. And so yeah. we were living in uh, a, a, an odd town at the time. My wife got accepted to go to a pharmacy school. It was like three hours away from Dallas. I knew nobody. Uh, yeah. My mom just passed away. I'm in some strange place. And I, my wife is so entrenched in school. She didn't have time for me. Like I'm alone in this journey because four yeah. years of pharmacy school is like, it's like med school, right? Like you're, this is, this is not a, yeah, a, <laughs> not a community college. Right? Yeah. And so, um, so package all that. I hit rock bottom. My wife was like, dude, we've got access to this amazing gym where we were living. We were there for four years. The last six months that we were in this town, I, I decided, I said, you know what? I got to yeah. get my shit together again. Uh, I can't keep living sick and tired and sick and tired. Uh, no energy, relying on Red Bull and, and energy drinks yeah. to get me through. Man boobs, beer gut, hated what yeah. I saw in the mirror. Um, and I decided to get it and get my ass in gear. And uh, I became very passionate about health and fitness. Uh, we left, we left, we left the weird town and came back to Dallas. I went into health coaching, became a personal trainer and decided, you know what? Like, it's time to get my shit together again. Yeah. I can't work for the man anymore. And yeah, I get you, man. started my business in 2018 and now I'm here with you. <laughs> so that's, that's, awesome, a, that's a brief synopsis of kind of how we got here today, man. But I've, I've hit cool, rock man. bottom several times and uh, we're, you know, in terms of the fatherhood experience, the dad bought help was how I started. I was okay. all, I was about, let's teach guys how to, how to get healthy and fit, but still be able to enjoy burgers and beer. Cause that's what yeah. I did. I was like, I don't miss a, a weekend of my IPAs and my, my gourmet yeah. craft burger. And that's my sure. life. So how can I teach them how to do that? And I started to realize as I, I became a father and I started to become a little bit more mature and a little bit more uh, into the growth, the leadership, the personal development of who I really thought I was and, and really what my core values are. Um, I, I got away from it met my business partner. Uh, we rebranded and, and because we are so aligned, we rebranded and now we're really about, helping men become the most elite version of themselves with health and fitness as just the foundation. Uh, okay. We help with family. We help with finances, really help men become better men. And, and that's really what yeah. we're all about. It's kind of like a, like a, like a male transformation kind of put it that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good. You know, this, but yeah. hundred percent because here's, and you know, this dude, like, you, you know, like if you, if you're a growth minded dude, like health and fitness is simply the foundation for your best life. If your yeah. health and fitness aren't in order, you it's it's physically impossible to live your best life. And so once agree. these guys come in, we noticed a lot and part of our rebrand was these guys are coming in, they're getting healthy, they're getting fit, they're feeling confident, their self-esteem's through the roof, their sex life is better. They they want more. They're like, well, what's next, right? Well, what's next is building a better relationship with your wife, building better relationships yeah. with your children and your network, working on your finances. Did you want to start that side hustle that you thought about doing 10 years ago? Maybe it's time for a career change. Maybe you don't want to work for the man yeah. anymore. Whatever's next for them, we want them to be able to fulfill their potential as men. And in order to do that, you got to be your healthiest self to, to even think about things like that. I completely agree, man. Actually, I recorded a podcast about this just a couple of days ago. Cause I'm, so the way my podcast is structured, I tackle specific topics. I'm, I'm, my plan is to do series, and I do like up to like a, my own little monologue, and I'll try to bring a guest. And fatherhood was one of the first ones I want to tackle. Reason why is I'm a new father. Right. Uh, Congrats. I got my first, thanks, man. I got my first kid just a year and a half ago. She's 16 months old. Okay. You know what I mean? was her birthday? Huh? When's her birthday? Uh, December. Okay. December okay. Spring. You yeah. said 16. I've got a, the reason I ask is because I have a seven year old and then we also okay. have a baby. I'm a, I'm an older dad, if you will. Yeah. Um, but my uh, son's, my almost two year old's birthday is in August. So pretty close okay. to the yeah. Both sons, girl, boy. 
I have two sons. Yeah, two boys. Uh, hold on. Yeah. So I've, I just have a girl, and uh, so I've been I've been kind of I don't think struggling, but kind of. Um, trying to understand what it is to be a, a father and to, uh, to understand what it is to be a good father. Love it. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, first of all, I've always been really lucky. I had both parents, so I've always been very lucky and very grateful for having that. But I was never really close to my father, only until my early 30s. So, like, okay. you know, I, obviously, I rebelled and had my own kind of phases. And, and uh, Most guys and I, do, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. And just now, in my early 30s, I finally, like, I'm very proud to say that my father's, like, my best friend, right? That's so awesome, dude. I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky to have to have in my life, right? But it's something that awesome. I do I do try to cope with, and um, and the reason again why why you were why what's it called? Why I was really attracted to 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 what you guys are doing is because I'm kind of sure. going through my own kind of journey, very similar sure. to what you guys are doing for other men, and for me, health is is become the core of it. Um, I've spent the entirety dude. of my life unhealthy. Okay. Even, even till now, like I, I, I struggle with weight, right? I'm, I'm six five, so I'm a big guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at right now, man. It's, it's, it's hard to say, man. I'm, a, I'm at 155 kilos, man. That's uh, big. That's, that's really big. Yeah. That's a big, yeah, yeah. man. And uh, I struggled with weight all my life. Uh, lots of mainly due to confidence issues, I would say. Um, I, I, would, I, would, I would rebel in, in eating. Sure. Um, I, would, I would bury myself in food, and only until honestly, like. Only until like three months ago did I not take my health seriously. So I looked at my daughter one day. I'm like, man, if I continue down this road, I'm going to be a diabetic or uh, yes. a dad with cancer at 50. And yes. I'm going to take away from her life because then she's going to be 20. And now she's going to have to take care of me. And that's selfish of me. Yep. Uh, that's, that's the first thing I thought about. I looked at her. I'm like, man, I do not want you to be 25 and have to take care of your sick dad who's like, who should be hanging out with you and traveling with you and spending no, yep. life. So I decided to got a personal trainer. Uh, started getting, you know, started taking it really seriously. I still do. I do struggle. Right? Um, I do struggle with, with my relationship with food, I would say. Uh, but I'm actually actively trying. Um, love it, dude. You know what I mean? So, I, I can uh, give you some strategies for sure, man. I, yeah, I, no, I'd, love, I'd love to hear it, it, man. Fun, dude, yeah. We make it fun. And that's, I think, yeah. where a lot of guys go wrong, man. It's like the relationship with food, generally speaking, especially in America, uh, it's generally a negative relationship, right? Because yeah. we often get fixated on the fact, well, like, I can't have this. I can't have that. Yeah. It's this. It's a, it's such a negative thing. I got to count this. I got to count that yeah. Fad diet, this fad diet, that you, if you eat that, you're going to gain five pounds. And like, when you, when you could shift away from that mindset and give your permission, give yourself permission to enjoy foods that you really love, but within reason, like yeah. it's just a different mentality, man. And like, yeah. it, it just works. And so we can get into some of that for sure. Yeah, man, that'll be great, man. Cause for me is that as long as there's a routine, I'm good But the moment the routine drops, I drop yeah. like, like yeah. I've been really good for two months straight. Then my personal trainer went to went for holiday for for like a week. Okay. And I just dropped again. Okay. That that you know the moment I lose the routine, I'm just I'm like I I, I kind of spiral back into it. You know what I mean? It's, that for me is where it's my about maintaining is. that. Here's the thing, dude. And long term yeah. long term consistency slash discipline yeah. uh, comes with reps. Because I'll just be honest with you, dude. I've been at this for you know probably 15 plus years now. Uh, and and dude, I was 60 pounds overweight. I've had a six pack now, literally not lost the six pack for well over 10 years. And it's not because I'm obsessed with health and fitness. It's yeah. because I follow a set of non-negotiable priorities every single week. I don't miss burgers. I don't miss beer. Those things happen for me every single week. Okay. But that can't happen on a Tuesday night because you forgot to plan your meal out. Right. Like that yeah, can't happen on Wednesday afternoon because you didn't bring your lunch. Yeah. So there's a, there's a structure that goes to it, but like, this is, this is really what I want to tell him for your audience as well, man. Like, here's the thing is, is a, as a father, 
when yeah. it's the least selfish thing that you could possibly do to make yourself your number one priority. And here's what I mean, all right? When you make you the number one priority, because as men and, and, and as fathers too, it's like we're conditioned as men to be providers, protectors, givers. Oh, we want to take care of everybody else first. And then us. we usually put ourselves last, right? If you reverse that, okay? Yeah. I would imagine that you would agree with this, that every single person that's meaningful in your life right now, your daughter, your friends, your significant other, all your family, everybody that, that means something to you, not acquaintances, but like the true meaningful connections. I would imagine that you, you believe that deep down inside that all those meaningful connections in your life, they deserve to get the best version of you, especially your daughter, right? Like they deserve the best version of you. And if you're not making you number one priority and you're, you're, maybe your health and fitness, they take a, a, the back seat or maybe the third row or maybe hell all the way to the back of the bus. That's the version of you that's showing up for the people in your life, right? Now, they don't get the best version. They get the yeah. second, third, maybe the eighth best version of you. They don't deserve that. They deserve yeah. way better than that. And that's a mindset shift, man. And so it's it's got to be it, – so many guys think that it's selfish, dude, and it's literally the least selfish thing. It's you the most it. selfless thing that you can possibly do is make you the number one priority. It's almost like being selfish is selfless. Correct. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to health, because dude, it's yeah. it's literally all you've got. I mean, you know how many, yeah. how many billionaires are out there right now that would literally change tra trade their entire fortune to have their health back? Like, there's quite a few that are just dying a miserable yeah. death with all this money in the bank. Well, guess what, dude? I would rather be broke and healthy and at least have a chance to get rich again than be rich yeah. and dying with no chance of getting What's my health. Wrong, back. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's exactly, man. that's exactly what I've been like really uh, focusing on. And, uh, Good and that, for you, that, dude. That epiphany like three months ago, I just looked at it. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna like I'm gonna have cancer at 50, and that's like you know that really that hit me more than anything. I think I that's bet, why dude. I really started taking. You know what I mean? When we but haven't you know, even like, touched on the leading by example piece, like that's yeah, that's exactly. it. It's like for you, you know, when when you when you feel you you mentioned like when the routine is broken, right? Like yeah. you, you fall off a little bit, and that happens a lot because you just haven't been you haven't put putting in the reps long enough to develop yeah. the the long term habit, right? Like it's got to become a non negotiable priority in your mind. And when you when you can wake up and what do it whether you want to or not, man, that's what it is. It's like I don't want to go to the gym four days a week. Like there's at least two days every week where I'm like, Shh, I don't want to go, but I go yeah. anyway because it's just programmed in my mind. I that's know that in order to become fulfill my potential in man and show up in, in those people's lives like I need to, that it's a requirement for me, right? And so oh, when you sense. when you think about leading by example, that's what I would encourage you to do. Like when you fall, feel yourself falling off a little bit, it's like, all right, well, like, am I leading by example? Do I want my daughter, your, your almost two-year-old daughter, like when she starts getting active, like are you going to be the guy that's sitting on the, the couch watching Netflix and eating chips while you want your daughter to run yeah. around with the soccer ball outside or bump the volleyball right. around? Like that's – Kids do what you do way before they do what you say. And if you yeah. feel like you're going to be that dad, dude, that, that's not leading by example. Right? Totally. That's what you're doing, right? I completely agree, man. There's, and, and, you know, and there's, uh, there's so many moments I even like look back, like, man, it's, 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 it's sad. Like, I even like, I'll give you an example. It's a bit, a bit regretful for me to say this. I know I didn't tell you one. Like, for example, my daughter at a younger age was doing swimming lessons, right? Yeah. And there'll be other dads in the pool. And I'll kind of be like ashamed to get in the pool, man, to be very honest, man. I get that, it. That hurts. You know what I mean? And that kind of it thing does. hurts, man. And uh, again, this is, this is this is what I think about all the time when I, when I don't feel motivated. So I'm 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 really glad I finally take a seat. Again, look, I'm still young. I'm I'm in my early 30s. So like, this is yeah. the time. It right? is the it, it is the your time. only time yeah. because exactly. here's the thing, dude. 
you keep kicking the can. You get my age and don't change from now to then, you're going to have conditions. You will exactly. have multiple conditions. 100%. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, like you mentioned, or worse, a heart attack. And you cannot predict 100%. how bad a heart attack will be. Some of them are mild and you're good to go. You get a stent, whatever. Some yes. of them are not mild and you might never even make it to the hospital. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's oh, the I darkest of the dark. But dude, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's now it's my responsibility to 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 really try to be exactly like I said to be the best version of what I could be. 100, percent man. And yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm finally taking it as seriously as I should have been years ago. But like finally, dude. Yeah. And yeah. It, dude, here's the things: like so many guys get fixated on like the the long term goal, man. Like yeah. every day is a new day for you to win. And if you just simplify it to that, like you're not gonna win every day, dude. There's gonna be days where you fuck up on the on the food. You're gonna you're gonna miss workouts. Those things are gonna happen. But what you've got to realize, it's, it's the sum of all of it. It's a lifelong exactly. journey. I'm still doing the things today that I was doing 15 years ago when I, or 20 years ago when I lost all my weight because yeah. it's the, the actions that I'm performing today are not going to change. These are, these are actions I'll be performing for the rest of my life to at least maintain. And if I want to change my goals, if I want to add lean muscle mass or get a little leaner, I change my focus, right? But yeah. you've got to perform those set of actions every day to – continue to move forward and realize that, dude, you're going to mess up. You can't let yeah, it deflate sure. you, especially early in the journey. That's where a exactly. lot of guys are like, you miss yeah, the most part thing is just not to give up, right? Don't let, don't let right. the little losses up, ruin dude. the whole journey, right? Can't give up. Yep. Yeah, 100%, 100%, we agree. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about being selfish to be selfless. So my father, it is, it, he is, he's the way he is. So he was kind of guy who sacrificed everything for his kids, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he would work all the time. Um, so what ended up happening is that he wouldn't be as present on a daily basis because he's literally busting his ass. He would wake up at five 30 work till, till late night, come home, continue working because he wanted to just give us the best life he could. And sadly we, we, we after when I was younger, he was very, very hands-on. Then as, as I got older, cause he, he was so stressed about finances, he dedicated all his time on that. Uh, and I'm learning from him because one, I want to be as present as I can. So I'm lucky enough that. I, I made a deal with my company basically where I could come to work late and I could leave early so I could be as present as I can in my daughter's life. And when I'm with her, I try to be with her. And then usually, and then what I've done when I talk about balance is basically, I've basically tried to find the areas where I could then focus on things I want to focus. So I do it like, for example, after she goes to sleep and lately I've started waking up at five 30 in the morning, just to be able to get the two hours, two hours and a half where I could focus on any side hustles. I could focus on like my reading, all the things that I want to focus on. That's kind of how, how I would, it's not a balance, but it's my balance, basically. Yeah, and that's it. You have to create your own balance, right? Yeah. It's like, and, and I know, like, I love that you just said that because it is your balance. It's not a true balance. And when, when you no, can embrace that concept, yeah. dude, it's like, that's how it has to be, right? Yeah. yeah I completely that. agree, man. Um, cool, man. I just wanted to uh, talk to you about one, one thing I've been also kind of exploring is, is especially I look at it, um, you, know, you, know, have, you know, having a daughter, you have a son, you have sons. I mean, how important do you think how, how important do you think the, the presence of fatherhood is in a, in a, is in a boy's life or, or a girl's life, especially with all the statistics out there, especially, you know, I, I know statistics from the U.S., for example, um, you know, the, how, the direct correlation between um, a, you know, a fatherless home to drug abuse, alcohol abuse, incarceration, uh, yep. gang. Uh, how, how, I would like to, I'd like to get, take uh, your, your thoughts on that. I think, uh, as you just mentioned, dude, you brought up some great things because the reality is, is, Statistics don't lie. Numbers generally don't yeah. lie unless there's, unless those statistics are, are uh, manufactured themselves, right? <laughs> uh, which we've seen a lot of, obviously, yeah. in this, uh, the last couple of years. However, uh, we don't need to get into that. Basically, no. 
dude, when you when you start to talk about numbers like that, they don't lie. And so when you're when you're seeing the man of the house being stripped out of the house, and you're seeing a lot of these these boys and girls growing up in a in a single family home, um, it's it just leads. I mean, they still have a chance to succeed, but it, it just sure. leads to a, a a broken family. Like that's yeah. not why families are families, right? Like yeah. it's when you go back and look at before the divorce rate started skyrocketing, like before, you know, like go, go back into like maybe the, the 50s and 60s, right? When like the family unit was like the, the thing, right? Like you, yeah. if you're not in a family, like you're weird, right? The mom and dad don't, they, they stay together. It's like a unit. Yeah. And now we've gotten so far away from that, man. And it's like the trend that we're seeing uh, is extremely sad. And you, you, um, you mentioned that I'm actually... I'm actually looking on my phone right now because I, I saw a, a tweet from, uh, do you know who uh, Tony Dungy is? Do you know, are you familiar with Tony Dungy? No. Okay. So he's a, he's an old uh, NFL uh, football coach and he started a, like, I think, it's, I think it's his organization is like out in Florida and I, the, the name of the organization escapes me. Uh, however, yeah, here he is. Um, so, uh, so Tony Dungy. So he started an organization for something around uh, dads being in the home. Like this is his big like mission that like dads have to be a role, have to play a role. And uh, it says uh, that the tweet says we know this or the he quote tweets this and it says we know the the statistics that children who grow up without a father are five times more likely to live in poverty and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of schools and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. This was a quote yeah. by President Obama, all right? And so <clears throat> Dungy quotes that and says, two days ago, I spoke on behalf of a Florida bill that supports dads and families, and it had offended some people. 14 mm -hmm. years ago, President Obama said the same things almost verbatim. I'm assuming people were outraged at him too. I am serving the Lord, so I'll keep supporting dads and families. So we've gotten to this point in society where it's like, it's almost like not it's it's not taboo anymore to grow up without a dad and yeah. dude like it's, it's again, almost not taboo to say it's like I mean I look at you know Jordan Peterson obviously right yeah. so and he and he's a big proponent of of a two parent like and he's been ostracized for saying how important it is to have a father in the home and, and that's now that's become the norm is to be angry at a person who who promotes a healthy household a right healthy family like it's yeah. absurd to me dude yeah, I, I can't crazy. even. It is quite interesting. And again, this is, this is why I like my perspective because I come from, again, two worlds, right? The Eastern and Western world. Yeah. And again, in the, West, in the Eastern world, like I literally, literally growing up, I only had one friend that had divorced parents out of all my friends. No one was divorced, yeah. right? There you go. Again, in, the, in, in the Arab world, it's very, um, it's very looked down upon if anyone gets divorced. And a lot of times, fine, that might lead to unhappy marriages, but people sure. don't get divorced, right? But now... Yeah. Now, living again, still living in the Arab world, that trend has completely changed, right? So now it's, wow. it's, it'll become a lot more normal. Um, maybe not as much as the Western world, but again, it's become a lot more. You start seeing it a lot more. Sure. And it's interesting how, how things have evolved in such a short period of time. Well, and look, man, like if you bring it down on an individual basis, I mean, I think you and I can both make the argument that, look, like if I'm married to, you know, like my wife and I have an amazing marriage, but if I'm married to a woman who, is like a piece of shit slob. She doesn't care about her health. Uh, we're fighting all the time. Our value, yeah. our core values have just shifted far, far apart from each other. Am I going to tell you that I believe that I should stay in the marriage for the kids? Not necessarily, all right? However, 
those things need to be ironed out before the the, the knot is tied, right? Like sure. if you guys aren't aligned with core values, which is something that a lot of marriages don't have. If you guys are just you're like we, I think marriage happens too quick these days for people who yeah. truly aren't aligned, right? Like yeah. you have the shotgun wedding, or maybe the the the, the, the lady gets knocked up, and this wedding happens, and now next thing you know, you got this this family that's growing. Well, then like yeah. two or three years later, like they, they don't see eye to eye anymore, right? Now it's now yeah. they're off on, on their own I, way. I feel what happens is that, I don't know if it's the media, cartoons, movies, I think we romanticize, what happens is it's like almost romanticizing romance. I, that sounds kind of weird, but we, we make it so appealing that people kind of rush into it because they want the, oh, the happy ever after, but they don't actually, yeah. there's the reality of it, which we, no one actually talks about. Like the first thing, like, like me and my, like me and my, before we even got engaged, we actually had conversations because I wanted to make, you know, we had conversation we think about like, um, you know, re, uh, you know, religion. We spoke about kids. We spoke about where we want to live, the kind of life we have. We had deep conversations. Yeah. No doubt. You know what I mean? And, I should. Uh, I, that's, what, that's what I think. The thing is, you never, that, that aspect of it is never kind of put out there, right? It's almost no. like, oh, love at first sight, get married. And then you have all these like drama shows like on Netflix, Love is Blind, all these shows that make it seem like, but in reality, yeah. there's, that re there's that aspect that I think is so critical that people just gloss over. And, yeah, uh, no, dude. And look, you're 100% you're right. And yeah. we live in a day and age where communication can happen through a like or a heart, right? Yeah, like it's so dumbed down that people are so addicted to the dopamine hit from likes and yeah. hearts, right? That's the that's all you have to do to communicate with somebody at this day in, in, in this day yeah. and age, right? And so communication is the key to any healthy relationship. Like Watch if that. you guys aren't communicating, you will never make it. And yeah. so marriage is fucking hard, dude. Yeah. Marriage is not an easy thing for anybody no, to accomplish. Not especially a long, healthy, uh, a long, healthy marriage. Uh, yeah. My wife and I have been married for 17 years. Do we fight? Awesome. Hell yeah, we fight. Do we for argue? Sure. Hell yeah, we argue. But that shit has to happen or else you're going to shut down inside and you're going to grow further and further apart. We have a friend, a, a couple friend, who told my wife the other day that the, the lady told the, uh, I say it's a couple friend. I'm not really, I'm not really fond of the <laughs> dude. She just likes the chick, right? So we yeah. see them. Um, he's kind of just, a, he's a grump. He's just, a, he's yeah. not, he's not happy with himself. And, and so a lot of that shines through and she's telling me how, um, like they'll get into a fight and they won't talk for days. Like it'll go like four or five days, even a week at a time with literally no communication. My wife and, and like, I, I wouldn't do that. You obviously I'm a talker. My wife would knock me the hell out, dude. Like there is yeah. no chance that I could shut down and not communicate with her. Like she would be in my grill not giving the opportunity to be able to yeah. not respond. Like it doesn't even. We have a similar rule. Basically, if we do, we don't go to bed upset. We have it's to talk it rule. out. We yeah. have to talk it out. Even if yeah. it take all night, we will talk it out because, because I, I used to be a person. Again, this is me evolving through time. I used to keep everything in, right? I used yep. to keep everything, everything in. And whatever yep. happened is then after years of keeping it in, I would explode. Yes. At, at something, at someone or something that has nothing to do with that topic yep. completely. Yep. Right? And I would just completely explode. Right. And I realized that is so destructive. So I become a person that I don't keep anything anymore. I mean, I've, I've almost yep. gone to complete extreme where I'm yep. very, I'm, I'm very open. I, I am what I am. And, um, and I, just, I have to be super honest because I used to, I know how it is to be on the other side of it. I know how to be on the other side of the equation. So I'm like, I don't want to be that person where, I won't like keep it in, keep it in. I'll just yell at my wife randomly or explode. Right. And I used to be a very destructive person that way. 
And that's you know part of part of being a great leader and and becoming the 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 great leader of your family is number one you got to be brutally honest with yourself mm. all right and, and and accept your flaws because we all have Perfect. character flaws and that's just it so if you know that holding it in and erupting later on is an unhealthy thing for you to be doing this yeah. is not fair to whoever you erupt on yeah. well, then it's better to get it out there and, and air your dirty laundry for me I would rather have all my dirty laundry out there so that nobody has shit on me. Like I've gotten to the point in my life and it took me a long time to get here, dude. And I was telling my wife this last night, we were sitting on the patio and she's like, she's telling me like some, some guy, you know, my wife's about to be 40 as well. And and some guy at, she's a pharmacist, like I said, some guy came up and made a, a, a comment to her yesterday about like the, the attire that she was wearing to work. And she's like, she's like, oh. he comes in, he goes, Oh, you need to step up your game. And she's like, she thought it was something pharmacy related. She was in her office. She yeah. me step up my game and the, the dude was like well you know megan her my my wife's co-worker she's like she's got her fashion down you need to step up your game and my wife huh. was like what the, who the hell's like what dude just randomly comes up and says yeah. that shit to you it's like my wife was well dressed like she was professionally dressed for the day. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's no flair there right she's in a pharmacy and uh she's starting to tell me she's like you know it, it's really it really bothered me and she's like i think what bothered me more was my response because my response was not a response that i would generally say i just was caught mm. on the spotlight and she's like, she said something like, I'm from Texas. I just wear whatever I want. She's like, I wish I would have told him, you know, what he said was inappropriate and I'm offended by it. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, mm. dude, like, why would you say that to somebody? Just a random comment. And I said, babe, like the fact that you're even spending time allowing this person to consume bandwidth in your brain is some something that, like, I'll be honest with you. I don't really even want to talk about it anymore because I am at a point in my life where I don't do that. And so I, I feel mm -hmm. bad for you, but can we move on? Because I don't want to sit here and talk about exactly. a weird comment that some random dude made to you that is meaningless. I yeah, you're, spending, yeah, you're spending time thinking about him, man. Fuck that guy. Yeah, say, it, like, dude, let's move on. Let's talk about yeah, something yeah. productive, right? So I told her, I said, you know, babe, it's, it's taken me a long time to get here. I'm 42 now. And just within the, probably within the last year and a half. I mean, a lot of it was with my business and being able to put all my stuff out there and just saying, you know what? I'm going to air my laundry. I, I don't want any dirt on me. Yeah. I've gotten to the point in my life, man, where at 42 years old, I truly don't give a damn what anybody thinks about me. Like the opinion, you're opinion judgment means nothing to me i do me i support my family i lead my family in a way that i believe is right and that's what i'm going to continue to do do i have room to grow 100 i'm in growth mode in all areas business relationships my health and fitness everywhere i'm looking to grow but i am not going to let anybody take up bandwidth in my brain who doesn't mean shit to me right like i don't yeah. give a damn and so that is the most liberating point in my life that i've reached where i just truly don't care and so yeah. you, you got to get to that place and that's part of I'm leadership you lead you right? exactly man. we talked about something that i would like to touch back on. we talked we spoke a bit about social media is obviously us growing up we grew up in a time like I, i'm 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 a millennial so i'm the last generation that knows life yeah. before social media before internet and after internet i'm the last generation to know that right yeah my daughter will only know social media and everything yeah. after that how yeah. do you feel especially as a father how do you guide your your kids in today's weird social media world right how, how do you how do you kind of guide them through that how do you how do you yeah, how, how do you walk them through it? How to know how to handle this powerful tool that also can be very destructive? Yeah, that's a great, great question, man. It's going to take some trial and error, and we're already going through a little bit of that now. I want to go back to you, how you uh, dated yourself. Dude, I still have an AOL e email address. If that, uh, <laughs> if that <laughs> I still get help for that, man. Um, but, dude, how you guide? Like, here's the thing, man. Like you said, it, it can be a magical tool, especially if you're a business owner. It's a very mm -hmm. great tool. 
but it also has a lot of negativity around it. For sure. One thing that we do with our seven-year-old is he's not on any social media right now. Like he, you know, the best thing he can get on is like YouTube kids, but we are very strict with his screen time. Uh, it has become very popular to hand your kid an iPad and that just becomes the baby babysitter. And you don't know how many times my wife and I have been out to eat. We've seen a family of three or four or five uh, wife and husband are having engaged conversation at the table. And then the kids are all on iPads, right? Like they're just glued to the screen. And I hate it. I didn't grow up like that. I, I had a very brief period of time where I was into video games, but I was never what I would call a gamer. Like I think the last, the last thing I, I think I had a super Nintendo was like my last thing. Right. And so I would do a little bit of that, but it was never my, like never an obsession. And so <clears throat> I was an outside kid. I wanted to play, get out, play soccer, go run around, like go do stuff outside. And I don't want my son or my sons uh, to, to get away from that either. And so we've mm. become very strict with their screen time within reason, because here's the deal, dude, like my son's elementary school, they hand out an iPad day one. Like this exactly. is what they have. They've got several applications on there um, that has their educational content. And it's like a, not a requirement, but it's encouraged to let them have that time to be able to work through this. And so he's got that. And then he's got, he wants my wife's phone to, to go to PBS kids. He wants my phone, my wife's phone to go to YouTube kids. He wants to hop on Netflix. And so mm. he knows there's screens everywhere. And all he's got to do is find his angle to say, I got to exactly. get permission on one of them. Right. But we're very strict and structured in the way that we're allowing them. He doesn't get any, uh, any TV or screen time during the week, Friday night through Sunday is his only screen time. And we limit the iPad time. Cause I'll tell you, man, like, and you're going to notice this as your daughter gets older, when they start getting the screen, in their hand and they stay on it for any extended time. Uh, I will tell you the, the worst thing that they could possibly watch in my opinion, other than like, you know, scary shit, but the worst thing is reality TV. There's a, have you heard of the show, uh, Ryan? Have you heard of Ryan? No, I don't know. No, no, Asian no. kid, like him and his parents, they, they basically just live their lives and do games and stuff inside their house. They mm. film all this and then it's on YouTube. And so like my son wants to go and watch Ryan do things in his house that my son could be doing in his house. Mm. Now, how, how much sense does that make? I'm like, yeah. dude, they're literally doing experiments and playing games with the same shit that you have that you can exactly. play experiment or do experiments and play games with. Right. Yeah. So I hate, I hate the reality TV. I don't do it in my own life. I don't do it. I, I don't allow it in his life. And so, but I'll tell you, and you'll see this again, as your daughter gets older, the more screen time they have, the more possessed their thoughts become and the more aggressive they become toward yeah. you. It's insane. Like if we go like on a Thursday night with no screen time and it's bedtime versus a Friday night with a couple hours of TV and then it's bedtime, we'll go like nice and nice and calm to bed to a fighting demon who is like total meltdown because yeah. of his screen. It's literally yeah. a night and day difference in their, in his behavior. And I absolutely hate it. And so when I started seeing those signs at a younger age, I'm like, dude, we got to nip this in the bud. Like yeah. I am not going to allow my son to become a screen kid. And that's all he does. And that's all he knows. We had yeah. a, a, a friend in the neighborhood. They had a nine-year-old at the time. They'd come over, they'd come over to swim, right? Them and their kid who's nine. And at the time it was my, my wife and I, and our kid who let's say he was around, the, uh, around five at the time or six or somewhere in there. So they'd come over. This kid would go into my living room, post up with his iPad while his parents, us, and my one kid are out swimming and grilling out. The yeah. kid wouldn't come out swimming, wanted to be on the iPad the whole time yeah. at a guest's house. Hell no, dude. Yeah. Hell no. And so when it comes to social media, going back to your question, like 
we will use the same structure and the same guidance around right. that. But you have to be careful at, again, going back to the likes and the hearts is those dopamine hits are what kids get off on like right now, right? Sure. You go post a, the girls, like they go post a, a picture with, with boobs and butt hanging out. They want to see how many likes they're going to get, right? Like how many likes yeah. can I get to make myself feel validated? Am I like yeah. that I'm a pretty girl? Or how many, like a dude goes and posts like a funny video or like some, some, you know, crazy ass off the topic thing. How many likes can I get to validate me inside? Yeah. Validation doesn't come from likes and hearts, dude. And that's what you got to get your kids to realize. For sure. hundred percent. I think, I think what I'm trying to do is trying to instill as much confidence in yeah. my daughter as possible, where she doesn't have to be reliant on any third parties, be it on Love social it. media or friend, you know, that's, that's basically all I feel I can do as a father is just give her so yeah. much confidence and not and not be an overbearing, you know, tyrannical father, right? as Jordan Peterson. But honestly, yep. it comes to the iPad. I'll, I'll, I'll give you like, it's man, it's the hard because I'm I, I'm a I've I'm I've lived my life in digital marketing, so I live my life digitally, basically, right? Sure. My, I work. I, I advise my clients on advertising, where to advertise. So I'm very much on my phone. I just it's just yep, the nature of it. And uh, I've, I've I, I like I always used to tell myself again. And this is where I feel, I always kind of feel like this is where I kind of dropped the ball. Uh, I don't know if I did as a father, but sometimes I feel like, like she loves Coco Melon, right? This little kid show, right? My yeah, daughter, I'm yeah, sure you know yeah. Yeah, and like sadly, I find myself there's sometimes where I have no, like I just, like for example, I'm cooking, my, my, my wife's at work or she went to gym and I'm cooking, for example. I can't cook, watch my daughter, so I have to, for example, let her watch TV just to make sure that she won't do sure. something hurtful. So like, there's moments where I can't control it. I right. try to learn as much as I can, but I'm, I'm lucky because I instill books in my daughter at a very young age. I'm a, I'm a, I was always a reader. I still am. I sure. read a bunch of books, so she's a reader. But I think, uh, I think especially today's day and age, I think you can, all you can do is limit it. To, uh, you, I don't think you can ever eliminate it, but I think just stopping it from being an unhealthy addiction Correct. is all you can do, right? And, and, yeah, and, and, and then yeah, in yeah, encouraging so. the healthy behaviors, right? And this goes back to leading by example. Like, yes, you're on your phone a lot for work. However, going back to our earlier conversation, when you are leading by example and you're actually living to be present in the moment, when you're spending actual time with your daughter, and I'm not saying that while you're cooking, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're doing a task. So that's not really time with your daughter, right? Yeah, you're not on the screen while she's oh, like, no. dad, like, what are we doing? Or no, no, we're or reading, worse. we're playing, or yeah. Yeah, or worse, she's watching TV while you're on your phone. Well, like, dude, yeah, there's an worse. opportunity. Like she's not going to live with you forever, right? Your daughter's going to grow up, go do her own thing. You're going to look back on that time and be like, why the hell was I on my phone all the time? And she was on the yeah. TV. That was my precious time with my daughter, What's and that? now she's gone, right? Like, Jordan uh, Peterson says you have kids for four years. He goes, one to, he's like, till four, and that's the last time they'll be kids. So you better enjoy yeah. the, that moment, right? So when I'm not working and then again, when I'm with her, we're up with her, we're reading books, we're playing, yeah. but sometimes I feel like that little, like, sadly, man, these, these people, these people have, have, are so good at what they do. They know exactly the cues, the color, the yeah. exact sounds, man. It's so, they're, they're, they're pros. If you ever watched, like ever read what Sesame Street used to do, it's almost taking that and like. And uh, that's like what Sesame used to do on, on adrenaline. What did it say? It, they are just so good. Yeah. And sadly, sometimes I feel like I have to rely on it in specific moments. I, I, I it bothers me, but you know, sometimes. Well, but here's the thing, know. dude. It's good that it bothers you because yeah. you know that it's not what you want for your child, right? 100%. It's like you, you feel like the there's an urge there to do a little bit better or to do a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. The flip side of that is you can't beat yourself up over it because yeah, there is moments when it comes in handy. I'm not going to lie to you, like, dude, if we're at a restaurant, my kids having a meltdown 
and I just use that example, but if my kids in an all out meltdown and we're trying to like finish up our meal, we got like my, 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 my wife might give them the phone for a couple of minutes to shut them up so we can get yeah, out of it. Right? But yeah. it's not first thing when we sit down. Yeah, the other exactly. thing is you go back to the social media piece when you're leading by example and you're encouraging healthy behavior, that means you're leading by charge, right? So that means you guys are getting out and you're going to the park. That means you're getting out and you're going outside in the backyard and throwing, you know, throwing a, a football around or kicking a soccer ball. That means you're encouraging behaviors that are actually healthy behaviors that are fun too, right? You guys are both engaged to exactly. show her that there's a world outside of the damn screen and you can do that yeah. anytime, right? 100% man. Yeah. And again, for me, it's just always about just, I, I, all I want to do is I think as a father is build as much confidence in my daughter. And like one thing we've been doing, and by the way, we get looked down upon this so much by other parents is at a very young age, I found my daughter loves to climb the stairs. She just loves yeah. it. And yeah. she's so good at it. And I always, and like Jordan Peterson says, you should let your kids do dangerous things carefully. You should yeah. never stop them. Right. So we always let her climb the stairs. And then suddenly she started to go down the stairs and really good at it. And for me, I found that when she does it, it instills so much confidence in her, in her yeah. and then, but we'd get parents coming over all the time and they would look down at what you don't get your stairs. I'm like, no, my kid has shown me that she has an aptitude and confidence to climb. And she's only what she did. She started doing it nine months, 10 months. And I'm like, wow, okay. This kid has an aptitude and confidence to, to climb up and down stairs. And that the for me was the way I, I, <laughs> yeah. huh? I was going to say the bottom line is this when it comes to stairs, because we do the same shit. I have a baby yeah. gate that sits by the stairs and never gets used because yeah. we let our one-year-old climb too. Here's the thing. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to roll down the stairs. They might they might bump their head. They might break an arm or something like that. But you know what? They're going to be a little tougher because of it. All right. Exactly. Like, not likely that your kid's going to die by rolling down the stairs. I will oh, tell sure. you that my kid, my kid, my, my first son at seven, uh, he did roll down the stairs. He fell down the stairs. Now, our stairs go, it goes it, it goes up and then turns and then goes up again. So okay, he was at the top. Mine's the same. Mine's the same. Okay. okay. So he fell halfway and hit the hit the area oh, where, where it came all the way down and dude like it scared the shit out of him but he wouldn't hurt like i think yeah. he, he, he made a bit his lip a little bit it was like a bloody lip but dude like it's gonna make you a little bit tougher yeah, have a pussification of society dude we're raising soft ass kids your kids yeah. need to be a little bit rough around the edges, which again, like you said, instills confidence. Kid, man. Like I used to, I used yeah. to climb rickety jungle gyms. I've, I've cracked my head open, my chin open. It's just, it's just, I think part of just growing up. And I think we, we, I'm so conscious about being an overbearing father or a father who's going to be, because what you do is end up raising entitled weak kids who then expect everything to be handed to them instead of working for you. And so that's the last thing. I'm kind of like you the know. current generation we're dealing with right oh, now. Man, drive me crazy, man. <laughs> drives me absolutely crazy, yeah. man. You should raise the minimum wage because I chose to take out a 60,000 loan for art school. And now yeah, I work at Starbucks. So please raise my minimum wage so I can play off my debt. Dude, What? Yeah, it's it crazy. Makes sense. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. One thing I wanted to also ask you: so obviously you have you have sons, so maybe it's a bit different for for a daughter. But how do you tackle the concept of bullying? The reason I'm asking this is I used to be heavy bullied, heavily bullied as a kid, even though I was always a big kid. I used to be heavily bullied, and that kind of affected me throughout all the way up to high school, really. And yeah. I always thought about once I have a kid, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure that that doesn't happen to them, right? How how do you kind of tackle that that aspect of the, the aspect of bullying? That's a great question, uh, and, and it's funny because my son is seven. Uh, he, he, you know, I was heavily involved in soccer right at five, like four and a half, five years old. You got to start early, especially in this country, dude. Like, it's a very yeah. highly competitive thing. You're For doing sure. like club soccer like at seven. Now. It's nuts. And, and my yeah. son, he's not really taken to the team sport thing. 
All right. And so what we did was like, you know what, let's, let's get him into something that he can do on his own, but it's still going to instill discipline. It's still going to require some teamwork, if you will. So we, en we enrolled him in Taekwondo and nice. we got him in there and he, he took a real, like, he likes it. You know, the guy demands respect. He has to say, yes, sir. No, sir. To everything for his instructor. Um, the guy carries himself well and my son takes well to him. Right. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can learn a few things too while I'm in here on the way that he you know, handles my son, right? Because, like, I'm not a pro dad. I mean, I, I, try, yeah. I strive to be the best dad I can. I blow up on my son sometimes. And yeah. part of being a, a great leader is being able to control your emotions. I don't have 100% control of my emotions at all times. And so for me, when it comes to bullying, that's step number one is I want to teach him some kind of self-defense so that if he's put into that situation, uh, I don't condone him punching someone in the face. That, that's not what I do. But I will tell you, like, he's got a cousin right now that I think is about, he's got about a year and a half or close to two years on my son. And the cousin will, will, will pick on my son sometimes. And, and so this happened a couple of few weeks back. Uh, they were here and my son came running up to me and he said, he started, he's crying. He's like, I said, what happened, dude? He goes, Joshua kicked me in, uh, kicked me in the nuts or something like that. I'm like, just like just randomly. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I didn't, I was playing with Cassidy and he came up and he kicked me in the nuts and like, and, and just scream and cry. Um, all right. Let's deal with this. Okay. So let kind of let family get out of here for the weekend. They drove back to where they're coming. I had a long talk with my son. I've revisited this several times since. I said, listen, so next time we're with family, this is your best practice because family, you know, you're going to be able to get away with more with family and you are in the real world with other kids when you're getting into school and moving up yeah. to school. I said, if your cousin hits you or kicks you unprovoked again, I want you to handle your business, however that may be. And you're not going to come crying to me next time. Is this a deal? I said, look, you're in Taekwondo for a reason. You know how to block. You know how to defend yourself. You actually just moved up and got your orange belt and are now right. sparring. Okay. You have the ability to defend yourself. I'm not telling you to go off and punch him in the face unprovoked. Not telling you to kick him unprovoked. I'm telling you next time this happens, handle your business. I'll take care of the adults. Do not come crying to me. Let's practice this with your cousin. All right. Take care of your shit. And so now I'm instilling that, trying to get that confidence in him saying, hey, like, let him know if it's got to be verbal at first. Again, handle your business how you will. First, let him know that it's unacceptable. Tell him, do not do that to me again. And if you do, I'm going to handle my business. All right. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. But we're dealing with it right now because as you know, because they talk about it a lot in Taekwondo. The guy's like, dude, yeah. bullying is a real thing. I want you guys to be able to protect yourself. And there's a lot of blocking and things. He, he really he really pushes the let's defend ourselves more than attack. But if you need to, you also have this. You're an orange belt now. You're sparring now. You know yeah. how to punch. You know how to kick. Uh, I will actually, and I'll be honest with you, dude, now that he's in karate, he wants to play fight with me a lot. And yeah. I have to draw the line sometimes because he'll come up when we're not in play fight and he'll say, hey, let's play fight. And he'll just nail me. And I'm like, dude, like you just punched me in the gut. Yeah, you're only seven, but I wasn't expecting it. And it hurt a little bit. And so yeah. we don't do that. So we make sure that there's boundaries set. Like when I say, yes, it's time to play fight. We will, but when I'm not, we will not. You have to, you have to yeah. have that structure. But dude, when we play fight, I don't, I don't let him gain an edge, dude. I'm a dad that you're not going to, you're not, I'm not going to let you win. You're not going to sure. beat me in basketball until you can truly beat me in basketball. Yeah, yeah, you're not sure. going to beat me in soccer until you can true. I'm not a let you win kind of dad. I'm not a participation trophy guy. 100%, I mean, yeah. So I let him have it, dude. And I'll, I mean, I don't like, I'm not punching him, but like, I'm 
putting him on the ground every time. He comes at me, tries to kick. I block it, swipe his leg, whatever, throw him down. And he keeps getting up, coming back at me. So over time, he's going to learn that messing with tough dad is going to be able to help him in situations where he's messing with kids who are weak, right? Like, dude, handle your shit. And that's really where we're at right now with that. I agree, man. Even though I have a daughter still, I, I, I agree with my wife earlier on. I want to put her in martial arts. Even yeah. if it's just self-defense, man. I, I don't care if she, I don't, I don't like the stereotype just because she's a girl doesn't mean she doesn't know how to defend herself. She has to. And yeah. by the way, I, I'll, be the, I'll be the proudest dad if I ever get a call one day from the school and I find out that a bully tried to pick up my daughter and she punched her in the nose and, and that kid's bleeding. Hell be, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. You, that, that's like a superstar dad moment, right? It's yeah, like, it's a shining moment. She wants, man. I'll tell you, man, uh, there's a, I would say about half of his school uh, are girls. And there are some girls that are, my son's seven, like I said, there are some girls that are right around his age, maybe even a little bit younger, uh, that already have their black belts. They've been in it for a while, and that's like what they do. Dude, there's quite a few very young girl black belts up there that, yeah. like, <laughs> that, that, that can handle their shit. So uh, it's, it's definitely a good avenue to take, especially if the team sport thing has really doesn't take off. But. Yeah, man, I completely agree, man. All yeah. right, man, I'm just gonna wrap it up with I think one. Let's let's wrap it up one question. I think we, we've talked for quite a bit. I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, I'll go I want to say what, what advice do uh, you have for new dads out there? Like the, the go to, you know, listen to this kind of kind yeah. of piece of information. Man, like when you're a new dad, it really depends on two. Is like, are you were you already making your health a priority? Because if you weren't making mm. your health a priority before. Uh, dude, it's going to be a long road ahead. As you know, you're, you're a newer dad, but dude, those, that first year of life is a freaking beating, dude. Like you're not going to sleep. Um, you know, I'll tell you my wife, uh, my wife is just now in the last few months, uh, been able to consistently get back into the, she does kickboxing. That's another one that I don't want to mess with. She can pack a punch. (laughs) Uh, so for me to the new dads out there, man, if you're a brand new dad, like again, make you the number one priority because you have to be strong. You have to be resilient. You have to be able to lead by example. And when you start that early in the process, it's a value that you've got to instill in your children early as well. And so you're going to have sleepless nights. You're going to have times where you feel like shit because it feels like you, you the, the frustration of be, being a new dad, the whole world could come crashing down on you. You, you got a diaper to change. You got he's screaming or she's screaming. You got wife to help out. Like there's a lot of moving parts there and it's not an easy thing. And so, dude, when it comes to being a new dad, like for me, what I would do is and I'll tell you, like when, when with both my sons, especially the second one, like I gained a little bit of body fat percentage because I mm. wasn't sleeping. And that's why we place yeah. such an emphasis on what we teach with optimizing your sleep, managing your so. stress on a daily basis. Managing your stress is not something you do once a month. Like like that's well, like you're trying to go to the gym once a month and expecting results. Like stress management has to be a day to day basis. And so what we do is we teach a system that really involves all of our core pillars of health, sleep, stress, nutrition, fitness, and align those priorities with who you truly want to become as a man, right? So for me, when I was a new dad, I knew I wouldn't get to get, I I wasn't getting quality sleep every day, but I knew that once I got back to quality sleep, my physique would be back to what what it is because I continue to practice those same behaviors. And so when you have to do is you have to realize that Things are going to be rough for a while, but it's temporary, and you got to do everything in your power to continue to fight and not mm. gain the baby weight that a lot of a lot of dudes do. It's like, all right, well, my wife had a kid, and she wants to eat a bunch of shitty food, so I'm going to gain some baby weight with her to make her feel better. Like, what is that? Like, the flip side is, how about you encourage healthy eating, 
splurge on occasion, but get everybody feeling a little bit better yeah. because you know no one's going to be sleeping, right? And it's like it's all about priorities, man. And, and I think when you 100%. can make your top yourself and your health your top priority, you're going to be able to fight through some of those sleepless nights because you you're eating healthy, you're drinking a lot of water, you're managing your stress, you're actually working out. Going to the gym on two hours of sleep sucks, but guess what? You're probably yeah. going to sleep a little bit better the next night, right? Exactly. So it's about aligning your priorities with the man that you want to become or the man you want to be once the, the new baby phase is over. You know? yeah. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Cool, man. Just so, just so I can know, your, your company, does it, work only, does it work only like within dads in Dallas? You guys will also work remotely, virtually with anyone? Yeah, we do everything, man. So uh, we've had guys uh, outside of the country, but most of our guys are based in the U.S. They're all over the country. Uh, really, what we do is mostly online. We do also in-person retreats. We've got our next retreat in two weeks uh, at nice. the end of April. Um, and guys fly in from all over the country. They come to a, a big lake in Texas. Uh, it's a very transformational experience there. Um, but most of our stuff is online. So we have the fatherhood, basically our, our four-month four initial program. Um, and these are guys from all over the country. They all basically met us in a Facebook group or on Instagram. Uh, That's cool. Do we, yeah, we do our thing, man. It's uh, awesome, man. I, I would say... The best way that I could try describe it, dude, is like we're a, a brotherhood of fathers just trying to live our best lives and become the most elite version of ourselves. I love it, man. Were you guys willing to take on an uh, Arab American out of Dubai? <laughs> Come join us, dude. For sure, dude. You, I, I can absolutely help you get your stuff straight, man. It's uh, Look, when you when you realize that it can be simple, it's never easy, all right? I'm not going to tell yeah. you the, 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 the healthy, fit life is not easy, but guess what? For me... Living the fat life at 60 pounds overweight with no energy also wasn't easy. So no, you've got to choose your heart wisely, right? Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I'd rather be fit and healthy and struggle with motivation to go to the gym every day versus yeah. fat and unhealthy and struggling to get to the doctor to get my new diabetes medication, right? So choose your poison. But the reality is, is life is hard regardless. And so, yeah, you know, dude, it's, it's – uh, but when you know – when you know the right things to focus on and when you know that it doesn't have to be so restrictive and so such a negative connotation around health and fitness is like, we make it fun, man. We keep it the nutrition. You don't have to eat chicken, brown rice and broccoli every day to get lean yeah. and to get healthy. Uh, the, the fitness, you don't have to go spend two hours in the gym, torturing yourself to get results. It's just one workout. It's one piece of the puzzle that you got to do each and every day. It's about the sum of all the moving parts. Not trying to get it all done. Everybody wants to lose that fifty pounds in one week because they're miserable, right? And it's just not it doesn't yeah, it work that way. Right no, no, right. no, that's from experience, man. Awesome, man. If people reach out to you, what is it? The what's the website? Is there a website you guys can? Yeah, so probably our best shot right now is on our Instagram page at the Fatherhood Experience. Um, you can probably tag in the description. Yeah, at the Fatherhood Experience is probably best. We've got a, a, a little uh, link link there that you can go and we've got a free Facebook group where we do live streams. Uh, there's a, a learn more page about the fatherhood on there. Uh, we got a free guide on there with a, you know, a, a free training to go learn more about our approach. So lots of resources over there as well. So that's probably our best spot. Awesome, man. I'll make sure to tag yeah. everything. All right, guys, cool. I'm just going to wrap this up. Uh, if you stay on a bit afterwards, I'll just, uh, yeah, no just doubt. All right, guys, yeah. uh, here to hear first, this has been Burgers and Hummus, uh, an Arab American's journey to learn and grow in today's world. I'm Hassan al uh, My guest has been uh, Jason Priest, right? Said that right? Yeah, you got it. Uh, so, guys, take it easy. All right, cool, man. Yeah, I go home for the It's second nature, tell me what you know. I know they're praying that I fly.